0: Welcome to the Umbia yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the January 23rd episode of the um Yah Sports Podcast. It is yet another Monday episode of the show. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs are now officially in the books, and we have our NFC and AFC Championship games queued up and ready to go for next weekend. I'm Chris, and with me as always is John listeners. We appreciate you if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so by tapping the subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app. Also, we are over on Twitter at um yeah Sports. John also uh, tweets um, sports analysis and news information and whatnot from his personal account, which is uh, at the John McConey. Speaking of which, the John McConey. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I am doing excellent. What do you think of uh, the results of of this past weekend's games? Yeah, it was a
1: fun fun weekend of games. A couple of big storylines coming out of it. Obviously, the Cowboys are... Yet again in the front of everyone's mind and mm-hmm. minds and Dak know, had a
0: very different game.
1: Everyone's than the game the prior of the week. Everyone's talking about Dak in a different way mm-hmm. than they were, you know, just, seems to be the case a couple with of Dak. weeks ago. Uh and then you got Patrick Mahomes with his ankle being tweaked up. And that's been Yeah, uh, kind of that's a big storyline to watch as you get to next week and everyone's talking about the bills and what's going to happen with them. Could it be an end of an era plus Joe Burrow and everyone's talking about him as the best quarterback. So a lot of stuff came from it. Um, but I think the biggest thing, the most thing that you hear probably most out of every show, if you tune in to any show, you're going to hear about Dak Prescott. You're going to hear about the Cowboys. You're going to hear mm-hmm. about uh, what comes next. What, where, where's everything going? I don't want to open up the show that way. I think you should open up the show talking about a little bit about the bills uh, uh, because I think the bills uh, out of everyone coming out of this week have the maybe the second most the cows might have the first but you know maybe the second most questions to answer next season um i think you know that game really showed their weakness in a lot of positions in a lot of areas i mean their defense could not have played worse they could not have let anything more wide open um Mixon was just running through every gap the defense Mm -hmm. did nothing to stop him they had uh, like 160 yards or something like that in the first half alone uh i it was just the most easy game possible for the Bengals, offensively not much better uh josh allen was able to skate the pocket and try to do some stuff but nothing really materialized for them as they try to move down the field against this Bengals team uh stefan diggs is clearly frustrated about where things are heading want to actually move to the next round and not get into the same situation the bills are in every single year uh where they can't seem to get past these two rounds of of playoff football um so i think if you really look at it i think there's You know, something to be said about, you know, Josh Allen, A, I think, I think he's an overhyped QB for, for where he's at at this point in his career. I think, you know, if you look at Patrick Mahomes, you look at Joe Burrow, um, Jalen Hurts, you look at these guys that have really, you know, taken this stage um, in the NFL. And a lot of people are talking them as the best quarterbacks of our generation and whatnot. Josh Allen is put in there, but I'm not sure if he does is deserving to be in there because he is beatable. Um, very very easily uh, and when he struggles everything just is off for the rest of the game I mean you can get to him sack him you can get him to make a mistake with the football you get interceptions we saw the Dolphins do that really well we saw the Bengals give him pressure give him fits and and everything just kind of went and snowballed from there he you know had some overthrows that were probably you know makeable plays if you know if he hit it right and and things kind of went downhill from there and so I think you know yeah you got Von Miller right you're gonna he's going to come back from his ACL injury and he he's kind of loyal to that franchise at this point but does Stefan Diggs stay this offseason is he or is this the you know the straw that breaks the camel's back as far as him saying okay I'm done I don't want to keep doing this I don't want to keep coming back to this franchise and you know winning games in the regular right season but stinking it up in the in the postseason and not getting to that next level and seeing clear uh signs that we're not getting to that next level ever and our quarterback is not playing the breed of football that you would accompany a all-star quarterback or it's not a, it's not a situation where a all pro wide receiver want to stay there with that quarterback who wants to make plays with his legs and enjoys that. That's not something that you really want from your quarterback because then it's not getting to all your playmakers. And you know, there's been a lot of mistakes Josh Allen's been making and defensively, so this defense has to be better. They've got to work on the defense. They've got to work on Josh Allen and teach him how to be an all-star quarterback because yeah, the league's moving from, you know, dinosaur quarterbacks uh, the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's of the world, to so the more running, mobile quarterbacks. But the really good mobile quarterbacks. Are the ones that run second pass first. Yeah. Joe Burrow is an example of that. Patrick Mahomes is an example of that. Jalen Hurts is an example of that. Josh Allen is not an example of that. He's an example of the pocket breaks down. I'm going. I'm not staying. I'm not looking anymore. I'm He's running. He's gonna run you over because yeah. or he makes a mistake where he tries to force something and there's yeah. a fumble or something that we saw in the yeah. Miami game. So I don't know. I I, I mean obviously. You're not going to get rid of Josh Allen, Um, but at the same time, you might be at the ceiling that Josh Allen can get you to because if Josh Allen had a bigger ceiling or a higher max and than uh than he's at right now. We would have seen it at some point in these playoffs or at some point in the regular season, we would have seen something that would point to the fact that he could beat one of these squads. But I think Cincinnati's stepping up. I think the you know the Chiefs are stepping up. I think these teams are, you know, solidifying themselves as the lead dogs in the AFC. Now there's some teams that can kind of sneak up in there, but the Bengals and the Chiefs, they keep meeting each other. They keep playing each other. The Bengals, if they win next week, that'd be this back to back appearances for Joe Burrow and the ability to get in there so I think the 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 bang or the the bills are falling behind um, so they're gonna have to work on a lot of stuff but I think it all starts with Josh Allen create a pocket passer not a run first guy because you can run first but You got to be able to run in any situation. You can't only be able to run when the pocket's collapsing you to one side and you get out of the pocket there. You can't just do that. And also you're going to get injured very quickly. So I think that is the storyline that I'm looking at. And I'm saying to myself, your all star wide receiver that is giving you at least a shot is upset with the way things are going and doesn't want to stick around. And it's seemingly out. Like everyone's going to be like, okay, you probably shouldn't have done it that way, but whatever. Like at the same time, he wants to get to the next level, and there's other teams that would love his services. So I think you could see that becoming a major storyline. Uh, and I think eventually, I don't know if you know, I don't know if we get into a situation where we see Josh Allen get that contract extension if he doesn't start winning the football games. The other storyline that I think it, you know is a big deal in, in, in these games, like we mentioned, the Patrick Mahomes one. I think that's absolutely huge, and we'll do our picks later in the week. I already kind of have. You know, an understanding, but it's more fun to do it kind of when it gets a little closer. But, you know, with that injury to his leg where he can't even walk, he can't stand. You saw after that injury happened, after halftime, when they put him back in the game, he was not himself. He was kind of limping around back there. He was trying to act like he can do it and still play the game at a high and efficient level. But you could tell something, you know, wasn't the same about him. Something, you know, seemed a little off about him, and it wasn't wasn't the same he wasn't the same player that you would come accustomed to. And I think I think the Bengals are going to have a field day with that. I think they're going to be able to get to him like they got to Josh Allen and make his life miserable back there because he's going to have to move around in the pocket. That's just the way the Chiefs work. He's so good at finagling the pocket to get to the open guy by time, get things open and everything like that. With that injured high ankle sprain, I think it is, that I think tanks their 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 playoff... Tanks them not, I think it's going to stop them from being able to go any further in the playoffs. So I think that's going to be a huge storyline. Nothing about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are in perfect position. I don't think they've come from this playoffs. Even if they get eliminated, they're fine. It's just, you know, things happen in the NFL. You know, rolled ankle. Tony Pollard has a similar issue. Uh, so that's just kind of one of those things that happened. Uh, but I think that could definitely hurt their chances of going back to the Super Bowl. But I think the Chiefs are still in an in a, uh, okay situation. Okay. All right. So I think before I head to the Cowboys, yep. I do want to talk about the 49ers because okay. the Forty ers uh, in that game, um, I think they showed some things that they they showed some things that don't install a whole lot of confidence, in my opinion, in their ability to win next week. Uh Brock Purdy uh has been, in my opinion, overhyped to an elite level that he cannot stand at. Uh he is a rookie quarterback. He did only start, I think, like week seven, something like that. And has played through now. He's been playing well. But the last couple of playoff games have proven that he is still just a rookie and still needs a lot of mentoring, a lot of work, and a lot of help. Heard in the broadcast, you know, right before the game began, everyone's wondering when Brock Purdy will look like a rookie. He's already looked like a rookie. He's been struggling with placing the ball with accuracy sometimes along the sideline we saw a lot of air passes and inability to get to this wide receiver some overthrows just some bad placements of the football that is putting your wide receiver in danger or putting and or putting the ball in danger so he, that those things have like been very apparent in the last couple of games in my opinion where the Cowboys almost got multiple interceptions just guys running into each other are just a missed opportunity where Brock Purdy put the ball in a situation where it should not have gone into. And those are the mistakes that are showing that he is still a rookie and still needs time. Um, And, and because of that, I think if you really look at it, like, and when he goes and plays the Eagles and the Eagles come after him and they, you know, come and go, come and come and come, and they're coming after him, coming after him. Can he still make an accurate pass with guys draped all over his wide receivers and yeah, he's got good sets of wide receivers. That's not the problem. Like, his, his wide receivers are really good. But can he get it and pinpoint accuracy with a good defense that the Eagles are? Uh, and I don't know, personally, if he'll be able to do that. Because I think, you know, when he's getting against the... I, I mean, I, this Eagles team has been playing in this postseason better than I've seen him play in the regular season. I think they're turning a corner a little bit. But when you really look at it, I think the Eagles are going to be a him really well. I think he's going to have a lot of issues throwing the football properly. And I think he's going to be in a situation where he might throw a couple of interceptions and that perfect zero that he has in the interception category in the post season might go away just because I think, you know, that inexperience is going to catch up to him. Now, if he gets eliminated in that last round, not in the last round, the Super Bowl's last round, but <laughs> before the last, before the Super Bowl, if he gets eliminated, yep. where are the 49ers gonna, you know, place him in that depth chart? Are they gonna put him at the front of the line where Jimmy Garoppolo is at? You know, Jimmy Garoppolo might be gone next season. But did he do enough that they would do that? I think right now, with Trey Lance being injured and with Brock Purdy having the success that he's having I think you kind of have to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you have to keep a veteran on your lineup in in the lineup. You can't just, okay, hands off her. Right, it's next guy up mentality because Brock is not at that point yet. And I think if you're going to push him in the deep end, you've already pushed him in the deep end, but there's deeper waters to go through to play the entire season. And he hasn't made mistakes very often with the football. And he hasn't been dealing with the pressure and he's been able to do really good throws where guys are wide open, but the Cowboys was the first real test of a team that can really come after you. And it only, I think they only had, like, nine points. All were field goals from Moby Gold in that first half. Uh, Christian McCaffrey got their only touchdown, right? He wasn't able to get in the end zone. I think he had, like, 10, 11 missed passes in that game. I think he had, like, 200 yards total of off, uh, to- total of pass- passing yards through the air yards. So if you let go of Jimmy Garoppolo and you say to yourself, which I imagine a lot of 49 fans are saying to themselves right now, okay, we're in a perfect situation. Brock Purdy's the answer, right? But you also have Trey Lance, right? You haven't seen everything you can get from Trey Lance. So having a veteran at the front of the lineup, right, and have any preseason uh, do what it's meant to do, which is just show where you're at with these two guys. Now, I think they'll cut Brock Purdy. No, I think he just needs time. So you got to keep a veteran there. If they keep a veteran there and then that it kind of slowly – Go to Brock Purdy. I think that's going to be the most helpful thing, uh, because if they don't and they just you know feed him to the Sharks immediately, I think he's going to struggle and he's going to be set back more than if they let him do this great run, let him have this great run, see how far he can go, and then after the season place him in the second spot on the depth chart. I think he'll have more success in the long run. But you know, in a purely playoff uh, situation that he's in, I think like I said, he's going to struggle against the cow or against the against the Eagles because he did against the Cowboys that's just my take on it. I think we need to stop doing what we're doing to Dak Prescott and what we're doing to Brock Purdy by claiming one is the worst quarterback of all time and one is the best quarterback like they're not saying Brock Purdy is the be- better than Tom Brady or, or anything like that. Roger I'm just saying they're saying he's one of the best quarterbacks in this <laughs> right now and that might be a little too much high praise for a guy that's needs time to grow nothing against Brock Purdy I think he's done a fantastic job all right
0: so the Cowboys okay here we are the Cowboys um and I've heard I saw Jerry Jones saying he's he's sticking with McCarthy. McCarthy's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he's gonna say that. Uh I've heard both sides of this argument
1: that it's not only Dak Prescott's fall. I've heard side of the arguments all Dak Prescott's fall and you know, he's terrible. Uh but, you know, just to tell you, they have like the most ridiculous amount of free agency players about to hit the free agency in twenty twenty three. Now I might have heard this, but that includes Tony Pollard, Cooper Rush. Dalton Schultz, T. Y. Hilton, Noah Brown, a bunch of linemen. Then you lose Anthony Barr and on defense, uh on defense. Van Der es- uh, on defense um, I mean, Trayvon Mullen. I mean, you're losing. If you just look up free guys have said to hit the free agency market, there are so many on each position. They're about to lose Brett Meyer. I don't know if that's the biggest deal after some of the some of the issues that they've had, but they've got at least. I mean, looking at the list, at least 15 guys about to hit the free agency market. And one of them is Tony Pollard. Uh, and that is a huge blow to this Cowboys team. Uh, I think when you when you have that many guys set, you're not going to be able to sign them all. You're going to have to pick the ones you want. You can't lose Tony Pollard. That is sure. If you want to win games and you do not want to repeat, keep getting in the situation, losing, losing, you got to keep Tony Pollard. I don't care if that means cutting Ezekiel Elliott. Like, you got to make sure he's still on your roster come uh, the season of 2023-2024. If he's not, this Cowboys team is a horrible situation for, 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 for years to come because Elliott is not the answer. We saw him in the 49ers game. He did pretty much nothing when Tony Pollard went down with that injury. He could not get any offense going. Dak Prescott, I saw multiple situations where guys were open underneath and he would refuse to look at him and look deeper downfield and ended up throwing into a situations that were two really easy interceptions just cuz he wasn't take, taking the check down guy or missed the missed the timing of the route or whatever the case may be and gone to situations where he threw bad interceptions right that stuff happened to Dak Prescott over over the, you know the season uh, the last few games the only thing i would say is i don't think it's exclusively on Dak Prescott they got rid of Amari Cooper who was their guy him and CeeDee Lamb together as a one-two punch was lethal. They said, okay, you go. Then you have Gallup and CeeDee Lamb. Gallup has done pretty much nothing the entire season. Had, you know, just did nothing in the game, in the playoff game. CeeDee Lamb's really the only guy besides Dalton Schultz to really throw to. They put Zeke Elliott in only in the goal line. They don't let him run it. They don't need to run him at all. I think he just is gone. I think Tony Pollard is really that guy that's going to provide a spark. But you got to invest in a better wide receiver. You got to have another guy. CeeDee Lamb cannot be your only guy. And T.Y. Hilton... Is not the answer. You, I don't trust him to go through the full season without getting injured again. I don't think he's the guy that's going to, you know, get you that Lombardi Trophy if you're Jerry Jones. You got to invest in that, but at the same time, you also have to invest in Tony Pollard and make sure he doesn't go somewhere because that's going to be a, a a lethal situation. So I think if you look at Dak Prescott, I don't, I don't think you should, you know, cut him and then draft a quarterback. I think you draft a quarterback to have someone behind Dak Prescott. The problem is like Dak Prescott just doesn't seem like the answers for the Cowboys, right? They, you know, there's a contract for him that he had. I think it was like a year ago, maybe uh, where he, where he signed that. And you know, now they've got him, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like he's doing anything out of the ordinary that any other quarterback is doing. He's having interceptions. He's having struggles. He's not doing, you know, what you would expect, out of, you know, a quarterback that's supposedly your franchise quarterback. Now, if you invest in the draft and you think you might be able to get one from there and then you place him underneath Dak Prescott and then there's a little bit of competition going there, that's fine. But he will come into the same situation that Dak Prescott's run into where there is a ceiling for the offense that they have created for themselves and to rise that ceiling, they've got to have more wide receivers. they got to have a good running back core starting with Tony Pollard. It can't end with Tony Pollard, but it has to start there. Um, and they've got to invest and the offensive line is fine, but then you got to allow Dak's going to have to have some competition, something that forces him into not throwing those interceptions and to keep his job. You can't just keep his job. If he's going to be throwing this many interceptions and have this much of a struggle offensively now during this playoffs, Dak Prescott's been given the most outrageous, um, praise that you could give a quarterback after beating a terrible Buccaneers team where like any team could have beaten them like the worst team in the National Football League probably could have beaten that Bucks that day who played awfully defensively not really I said the defense played really well but I'm saying Dak Prescott and the way he played put any quarterback in there and they have that success because I mean no one was on him the entire game he did whatever he wanted but then he went against the 49ers and he had a little bit more struggle with it. He threw interceptions. He wasn't seeing the field correctly and made, hard, you know, bad decision with the football, misthrows, things like that. So I think, you know, yeah, they probably won't do it. They probably won't move on from Dak Prescott just because of the money that's surrounding him. But I think at some point you're gonna have to cut your losses and say, okay, this isn't working out. But investing in a quarterback is probably the thing to do. Um, but, you know, I think with Dak Prescott, he's an average quarterback. I, do, I think he's not an elite quarterback at the elite level that a lot of quarterbacks are, but I think he's a fine average quarterback. If you want to get to the playoffs, year in and year out, Dak Prescott will probably limit the amount of interceptions he has. You know, they has a fine roster. He can get you some wins in the regular season. You'll probably sneak it to the wild card. But after that, you're going to have a really hard time advancing to the Super Bowl. And I don't think Dak Prescott's your answer to advance any further. I think you need to invest in a guy... That can breathe the foot feel a little bit better, you know. Be a, I think, because I think this is the problem with the uh, the Cowboys. We talked about it multiple times on the podcast. So we talk about game managers and people that are not not game managers, but people that, you know not game. there's game managers and then there's people that try to be the hero yeah uh and i think Dak prescott the, try to put everything on their shoulders and right Dyke prescott i think tries to i don't think he's a game manager i don't think he slows down the game you know get to the playmakers use the safety valves kind of get things going move down the field a little bit and just kind of play it that way it feels like he's wanting that big explosive play he's wanting to force the issue he wants to get to that particular player and he's going to get it to that particular player and he's going to do that consistently he's just going to keep doing that and those were the interceptions came from right he tried to get into a certain situation and it wasn't working out. He's predetermined where he's going with the football. We saw in that, that in the commander's game. And in the Cowboys or in Cowboys Bucks game, that was a little bit of an interesting game because of how bad the Bucks played defensively. But throughout the regular season, we've seen that from Dak Prescott. I think if you know, if you invest in a playmaking quarter, not not a playmaking quarter, but like just a game manager. Just let him kind of move the field down ball down the field, use Tony Pollard open things up, get a CD Lamb, get it to Coop uh um not Cooper Cup, but uh Mark no a mark, but he's gone. Gallup. Uh and you know, kind of get things going. Don Schultz, like do that. Just kind of rhythmically go down the field with that and to get things going. Right. The defense can back you up. But if you're just turning over the football consistently and having season high interceptions and not playing at the elite level that you're supposed to be playing at, that usually points to the fact that you're forcing the ball into situations you should not be throwing it into. Yeah, some tips. Each interception has a story, as Dak Prescott said. But at the same time, you kind of write those stories for the ball. The ball doesn't write the story for itself. So you got to be careful with that. If they can do that, I think they've got a good chance, of, you know, succeeding in the long run. But you know, I think that's really where it comes down to: Can you keep it together during the free agency uh, <laughs> season? Can you sign Tony Pollard? Can you sign a couple of linemen? Can you keep your defense intact? Can you keep Dan Quinn? If that all stays the same, then you know you invest in a new wide receiver because you made the big mistake of sending him to the to the Browns which is the biggest mistake and most confusing mistake yeah I get the money's an issue but send Gallup I mean or Ezekiel or one of these other guys that aren't making as many dividends for you as Amari Cooper was who could really be a lethal one-two punch with CeeDee Lamb so I think that's kind of where we sit I think there's there's an over um there's too much blame being put on Dak Prescott not enough in the last two weeks he sits in the middle he's a fine average quarterback But they need someone that's not going to just force the issue and to predetermine things that has happened in the last few weeks. But as a game manager and takes things as they come, that's why Tom Brady's so good. He's a game manager. He's not, I'm trying to be a hero. I'm going to force this. He finds open guy. He makes a decision. He throws it with pinpoint accuracy. And you'll win games nine times out of ten. The only other game um, that I haven't really talked about is the Giants and the Eagles. Um, One thing I could say about that is the Eagles proved me wrong. I think they are a very good football team i think they're going to give um i think they're going to give the 49ers fits i think they're going to be able to do a lot of defensively jalen hurts uh with this offense and the way they played in that giants game they played phenomenally i think they're going to have a lot of success in the long run against the uh against the 49ers i think they can run the ball really well get guys open. I saw multiple times in the Cowboys 49ers game, where they were able to run with Dak Prescott and let him run wild. If they're able to do that against the, uh, against the, if the Eagles are able to do that against the 49ers, I think the game will be a long game for him. Try to put Brock Purdy in situations where he'll make mistakes uh, and, 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 you know, interceptions because that's just what a young quarterback does. Uh, so you, I think if they waited for it, then it will kind of, kind of happen for him. I think there's going to be situations where they can easily get the interception. Um, so that's kind of my take of everything that's going on, all the major storylines. If you, you know, that was a long, you know, talking about all those teams. But yep. if you learn one thing from it, it's don't overreact to a quarterback from his great play or his horrible play. Look at a full season as a whole. Dak Prescott, you know, we just finished talking. That's probably fresh in your mind. But with Brock Purdy and the way he sits and Josh Allen, the way he sits, they both need a lot of sculpting and molding and, and rounding out the edges. So getting them in situations where they're forced to stay in a, Josh Allen's forced to stay in the pocket and learn how to be a pocket passer and not take so much beating. That will help in the long run. Brock Purdy putting a veteran in front of him, let him play like that. That's going to help in the long run. Brock Purdy played great this season, but make no mistake, he still has a long way to go. Uh, and because I've kind of already spoiled it, I'm just going to go ahead and say I think I've got the Eagles and the whoa, Bengals. Whoa! Whoa! Oh
0: my goodness! We have a whole week here. I know, but I got to say it. Okay. All right. So say it again. Eagles, Bengals. Eagles, Bengals. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I don't think the Chiefs
1: make it just because of the injury to, you know, Patrick Mahomes, And I don't think the, uh, I don't think the 49ers can stop the Eagles.
0: Yeah. I think you might be right. I think that's going to be the game. Who wins that game. That depends on next week, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of my prediction for it. Okay. Doke. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for running us through all of that. That's a ton of great analysis and information from those games. So really appreciate that. Uh, listeners, we appreciate you uh, riding along and hanging out with us while we talk some sports, and uh, we'll catch you on Wednesday. See you. See you. God bless.